0: Roxo Media
1: House. Hey, Frog fans. We are back with episode nine of Talking Frogs. I am your host, Jamie Plunkett, here today, not in the Flying T studios at Roxo Media House, but in the comfort of my own home, because we've got a great guest that doesn't live in Fort Worth that we wanted to get on the show. His face is right next to me right now. Edric Dennis, former TCU point guard, TBT tournament champion with Blue Collar U. Edric, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to join me on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm grateful to be here. So we got to start with the obvious big news of you and Blue Collar U, the Buffalo Strong team winning the TBT, or the basketball tournament, not the TBT, that's redundant, but TBT, a uh, million-dollar prize to the winning team. Talk me through what that experience was like playing for Blue Collar U and ultimately what it was like winning that championship. Um, it was
0: amazing. Um, my best friend that I grew up with since first grade is C.J. Massenberg that went to Buffalo, played at South Oak Cliff High School out, out in Dallas. Um, as he went to Buffalo, You know, I was always on FaceTime with him, seeing the seeing his teammates and always talking to his teammates, built relationship with them uh, when he went to Buffalo. And so I've always had you know a close relationship with the guys and um, started starting last year. They asked me to come play in the TBT with them, you know, and just basically welcome me on to their brotherhood. And um, I ended up going and, you know, it was amazing. We made it to the final four last year. And then this year we, we made it all the way. Uh, it was it was so exciting. It was so exciting.
1: So there was a, a viral video of you uh, at halftime, I believe, of, of one of the games in the tournament where you were giving a pretty impassioned speech to the guys in the locker room. Tell me a little bit about what was going through your head in that moment and then obviously the resulting video.
0: Um. So the first half of that game, we were we were really terrible. We were terrible. We weren't playing like ourselves. We were complaining about the Um uh, We weren't doing the right. Uh, Jamie Dixon was really <laughs> Jamie Dixon was in my head that game because we literally gave up so many strong side corner threes. And if you oh. know Jamie Dixon. <laughs> Jamie Dixon does not play when it comes to the strong side corner. You do not help off the strong side corner. When you play with Jamie Dixon, mm-hmm. he will let you have it. So, um, yeah, those are some of the things I went over and I just wanted us to, see, you know, come out and play tougher. Um, as you know, like my role on that team, because I'm, I'm obviously not playing anymore, uh, like these guys, but you know, my role on the team was kind of like, uh, a leader guy. Um, uh, I'm on the bench, not playing a lot of minutes and, you know, that's okay. And, um, A lot of people can't take that backseat role, but I didn't mind it. I embraced it um, because, you know, I'm a leader, a natural born leader, no matter if I'm getting 40 minutes or if I'm getting two minutes. So um, yeah, at halftime, I was like, look, we got to pick this up. We're way better than this. We're playing for a million dollars. Like let's go, you know, uh, you got to challenge your team uh, sometimes and um, hold people accountable. You know, we came in the locker room we're like, Oh, it's okay. We good. We good. We'll be fine. Like, And I was like, no, like, this is reality. We got to wake up. So that was kind of – it was amazing because the camera, I actually didn't even know that he was right there recording. So it was, like, so authentic. That's what made Mm -hmm. the whole moment so, like, so big time. So And then we ended up coming out and playing hard, playing through fouls, and beat the crowd. We beat them on their home floor, and we won. And it was was, was magical.
1: So you mentioned that you've had uh, a lifelong relationship uh, with one of the players there and that they kind of welcomed you in. Did that help kind of with that leadership aspect of your role on the team, knowing someone so well right out of the gate?
0: Um, yes. And also because like my personality, um, guys can just tell, like, even in our training camp, we had a training camp before we played and during training camp, you know, uh, I'm a guy that's big on the little things like talking and, and, and playing hard effort, uh, You know, coming together as a team leading like I'm really big on that motivation. And so uh, I got the respect of the guys really last year is when I got the respect of the guys are like, okay, he can hoop and he's he's sitting here like leading. He's talking, you know, he's living what he's saying. He's, He's living what he's preaching. So that was one of the main things.
1: And it seems like, you know, in the course of your career too, going all the way back to transferring to TCU as a grad transfer, that that's kind of been in your bag as a tool that you've had is that ability to kind of come in, meet guys quickly, uh, and kind of take on a leadership role pretty naturally right away. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So
0: a lot of people struggle with that because of their personality. But um, like I say, I'm very outgoing. I'm very friendly. um, I know how to speak well to people. So like, it's always been me getting in new situations <clears throat> and you got to think, you know, I transferred a lot. So I was always comfortable, you know, going into new situations and new spots and, um, and just being myself, just being myself. And, you know, and that's the best thing that you can really do, honestly.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. Now tell me a little bit about this too, because I read, uh, I believe it was on ESPN after you guys won the championship that uh, every win um that you guys had in the tournament was dedicated to the victims of the shooting that took place at the buffalo supermarket is that right correct correct and so so did that uh what what was that like knowing that you were playing not only for a huge prize but uh that you guys were kind of rallying around uh something to to kind of maybe provide hope uh and and uh bring some joy well there's an old
0: saying that uh i was i was taught at a very young age or asked at a very young age was when I started playing basketball was what's your why, you know, and that, that was pretty much our why this year Um, we came together, you know, it was very unfortunate what happened. Um, You know, it's, it's definitely a problem in today's society. And, um, but knowing that we were able to go out there and represent them on national television, I mean, that was, that was major. That was awesome actually um the nephew of one of the victims uh actually reached out to me on instagram um after seeing my viral video and mm-hmm. was like, "Thank you, you know, for honoring him and um uh, that's very it's very deep and very emotional, very touching because you know you just never know how you're really impacting people by what you're doing. you know we always play basketball, and it's like okay, we're hooping, we're hooping, we're hooping we've done it all our lives. But this just reminds you that it's a, it's a it's a much bigger picture, you know. It's a, it's a much bigger bigger picture, and you know that was that was amazing. Just communicating with him and you know seeing that he was paying attention. A lot of the families reached out and you know they were rooting for us. And the fact that we did it on national television, we ended up actually winning. It's just it's awesome. It's awesome.
1: So when you're sitting there at the at the end of the final moments of that final game and the confetti starts to fall and the trophies coming out, like what's, what's going on for you kind of emotionally uh, in those moments?
0: Yeah. I really, I really wanted to cry because it's like, you, first of all, we got so close last year. We ended up losing, we had guys get hurt. So I really felt like we should have got it last year as well. But so this year I was, it was, it's like, it's like you have you have a goal set, right? And it's like you finally accomplish that goal. And it just you feel so good about yourself. You feel so good about the people that are around you. Like you're happy. It's just juices are flowing. Like it's I really can't even describe it. Words can't describe it. Like, I mean, it's 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 amazing. Everyone loves to win, you know, loving like you love to win, you want to win, everyone wants to win, but the fact to actually experience that with the confetti coming down and you know it being on national television and just the crowd that was there the people supporting a lot of people from back home TCU community is actually amazing because a lot of TCU people fans alumni even current players coaches men's women's all sports like were reaching out to me and you know tuning in supporting and I love frog fam. Like that was awesome. Like I'm so grateful and very appreciative of everybody that reached out from TCU during that time.
1: So let's kind of, let's turn and let's talk about the season that you played at TCU because uh, you know, it was, it was the last season that we had before COVID and that was the tournament that got impacted by COVID as well. Um, but you know, you came in, you earned your degree from UTA, came in uh, in a guard role, for uh, the frogs, uh, what was that season like under Jamie Dixon and, and the rest of the staff?
0: Um, I had to adjust because if you look at my career, I've always been the guy, you know, the go-to guy on the team, scoring all the buckets. You know, a lot of plays were drawn up for me, you know, which which is cool. But that's when I really turned into a man, and I grew up, and I matured because. I got there and I'm like, "Oh wow. Desmond Maine shoots better than me. He can get, he can get buckets better than me." Like, you know, we had other options. We had great, you know, great teammates like RJ Neymar, I mean, he can play. Like, you know, so just the fact that, you know, I'm coming into a situation, you're transferring up to a higher level and you're with guys that can that can really play. I mean, that can, can they can score, they were better at your role than you were at all your other schools. So, my biggest thing I had to do was adjust and, and you know, OK, what can I do to help this team best? So it was more so of uh, being a defensive role, being a leader, being very talkative, you know, making sure our team chemistry is good. And that's what pretty much prepared me for that TBT moment, because had I never went through that year and I've always been the guy and then I stepped into a predicament where or situation where, you know, I got to sit the bench because, you know, you got all these Buffalo guys who could play, and, you know, they went there. So I probably wouldn't have handled it well and I wouldn't have fit in as, as good as I did. So it's just crazy that everything that you go through in life prepares you. And, you know, I, I really see how, you know, that year at TCU has, has really helped me because it's, it's helped like, with the industry, I am mean, even talking to like, you know, kids and players you know, it, it helps me giving advice, and because, like, I lived it, I went through it, I was the guy at all my other schools, then I went and transferred and played with a Desmond Bain, where I had to take a backseat, and the R.J. Neymar and Kevin Samuel, like, I had to take a backseat, you know, which is, it's okay, it's okay to, and you know, that was one of the things where I noticed that a lot of players, um they end up fighting that, like, it's okay, like, Find out how to help your team win the best way you can. It might not be what you're used to, but it has to get done. Someone has to do it, and people notice it. Like, I have people tell me all the time, like, from the Fort Worth community, just like, man, you were awesome with your time here. You know, you're a great leader. We love your defense. We love your energy. You were always getting guys pumped. Like, you know, videos of me doing all types of stuff and huddles and different stuff like that. So, I mean, it's just – it's it was – I learned a lot, and I grew up, and and it turned me to a man, and I just thank the whole Fort Worth community. I thank uh, Jamie Dixon and and the staff. I mean, they were awesome to me. Um, I couldn't ask for a better staff. Um, They were there for me when my mom was in the hospital, you know, like no other, actually, when they were recruiting me, so to come there, so that alone just speaks to what type of people they are, and you know, like, once again, like I said earlier, it's bigger than basketball, so and I'm, I'm grateful. But, yeah, it was a big year of adjusting because I wanted to get buckets. I wanted to come down and just jack it up. But Jamie <laughs> Diggs is like, no, no. <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, in your defense, like, Desmond Bain shoots a lot better than a lot of people.
0: Than right? a lot of like, people.
1: Like, I mean, that, that guy has – now he's starting to take the league by storm, which is really, really cool to see. Um, So, now, if you think about uh this year's version of TCU, or I guess last year's version that made it almost – so close uh, to getting past one seed Arizona and, and getting to the sweet 16 for the first time in school history. Uh, when you look at the fact that they are bringing every starter back, plus they're adding a kid like PJ Haggerty as a freshman, and they're getting a guy like Rondell Walker transferring from Oklahoma state. When you look at this year's version of TCU basketball, what's the ceiling for this squad?
0: I honestly think that this will be the best year of TCU basketball in history. I mean, it's, it couldn't, it couldn't have worked out any, any better. Also, let me go on, let me go ahead and say this on the podcast. Right. Mike Miles got found. Yes,
1: he did. Yes. That absolutely. was crazy. I mean, that it wasn't was even crazy. like, it, it was 2001 really. Right. Cause he uh, impeded his path and he pushed him. So, I mean, yeah. I was
0: sick. I literally wanted to start crying after that game. Yeah. But yeah, that, that team, I mean, they're awesome. The guys keep in contact with me, check on me, you know, um, and like, it's crazy because like, it's rare that you find actually a team that are really a good group of people, human beings. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've been on teams with with guys that, you know, they're just not not good humans. And that team right there, the just the simple fact that they still check on me, you know, like keeping contact and, and doing all the little things like that. Ed, when you coming by, when you come by, when you come back to town. You know, that that's just major. That just shows what type of people they are. So they're tight-knit, they're they're sticking together and I'm excited. I'll be uh at more games this year for sure. And I'll be there supporting. Actually, I'm gonna get by there um early September. I'm gonna get by their kissing practices and different stuff like that, coming some football games and you know, come back and support. But I'm so excited for this team. I'm so excited.
1: It's going to be a good squad. That's for sure. And when you're back in town, you're going to have to come by and see the flying T studios as well. We'll have to get you in studio for another episode or something, just follow up and see how things are going with you. Um, But, you know, so tell me a little bit now about what has Edric Dennis been up to uh, these last couple of years. I saw that you, you played professionally over in Cyprus. Uh, mm-hmm. for a little while there, but I see the shirt logo that you've got on right now, and this is part of another reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast is, tell me, what, what is Family First Sports Firm? Tell me a little bit about what's going on there.
0: So Family First Sports Firm is a, a full-service agency based out of uh, Houston, Texas. Um, our CEO is uh, Chris, Chris Gaston, uh, who represents De'Aaron Fox, which is a max player for the Sacramento Kings, um, Damian Dotson, who went to the Knicks, um, Eric Morland, who won a championship in Toronto. So, you know, we have a good group of guys. Um, for them, right now, my current role is uh, player consultant and client services. Um, I'm actually working on getting my NBA agent license, I'm studying nice. for that, and um, I'm getting my WNBA license as well. Um, but also, we've stepped into the NIL space. And, you know, I've been a big part of that Uh, right now in the NIL space. We have on the men's side, Keontae George, which will be a top pick. uh, He's a projected top pick in this upcoming draft uh, next year. He's going to Baylor. I I hate that. I wish he was going to TCU. (laughs) I hate to say that. I hate to say that. He's going to Baylor. I hate to say it. Um, But he's a good kid. And then um, we have Ashlyn Jackson, um, who's going to Duke. She's from Houston. She's a McDonald's All-American. We have Michaela Williams. She's number one in the country. Um, She's committed to LSU. She's generational. Uh, I mean, she's awesome. Um, She can get NIL right now in Louisiana and that state. So that's how we were able to sign her. And so now my focus right now has been actually, you know, just growing that, focusing on those three and, you know, uh, getting my license, get my NBA license and, you know, just keep continuing to build, recruit, get more players in that are top, high level. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I've been up to, man. And I'm also working on, um, actually, you know, representing college coaches as well as as um, that's, that's what's next also in my bag. So, you know, just putting everything together and, you know, doing everything. This company is awesome. They've been amazing to me. Um, like I'm always networking anyway, it was always around players, top players, men's and women's side um so the fact that you know Christopher Gaston allowed me to come in and you know be myself and attack the women's side because it wasn't a women's side in the company and he brought me along and you know I was able to get you know the number one player and then get Ash on the course and I'll um I'll dip into this draft and see see who I like in this draft and try to sign some people on the WNBA side as well and uh and on the NBA side so just now it's just you know, studying, 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 getting my license. And, you know, um, I end up meeting with a lot of companies. Um, I have to travel to make sure clients are okay, got what they need, you know, make sure their family's okay, you know, checking in with them. You know, we we like to give a family feel, you know. And so, um, yeah, I I talk to a lot of companies about our clients uh, day in, day out, you know. uh, And I'm a basketball guy, so, you know, also getting in the gym, you know, with our clients is, you know, also another big thing uh, that we all provide, you know, because I lived it, like, you know, I lived, it. I played. So that's another big thing, but that's, that's pretty much what I've been up to, man. I've I've been so focused and, and so locked in and just, you know, taken off of this. I'm young. I was going to end up coming back to it anyway. And uh the kids I'm connected to right now, I said, why not, you know, go ahead and, and capitalize and, and and get on now rather than trying to go play for 10 years overseas. And I come back and I don't know the sixth graders and fifth graders, you know, fourth graders. I don't know those kids. Um, So I just want to get out here while I was fresh with relationships with players and, you know, especially on men's and women's side, you know, a lot of them, I was in UTA. I grew up in Dallas, UTA. And then I was at TCU as well. I went to school in the DFW twice. So, when I did that, I was able to stay connected as well to a lot of the top players. I mean, if you look, we just had five McDonald's All-Americans come out of Dallas alone Mm -hmm. this year. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to, man, just trying to keep that rolling. And that's one thing about TCU, uh, the staff. I mean, they they call me all the time, check up on me, ask me how it's going. And, you know, they're so excited for me uh, taking this journey, man. And I'm young. I'm one of the youngest doing it. So... That's what's that's what's so cool, because a lot of the companies that like I have to compete with for players are are like 40, 50 years old, you know, and I'm, I'm young. I'm still early twenties, So it's like, OK, that's a that's a blessing itself, man. But I'm ready. I'm
1: ready. Look, as someone who's closer to 40 than his early 20s, I envy <laughs> you for how young you are, man. Uh, and it seems like you've really got kind of the whole path laid out there right in front of you, which is just so awesome to hear. Uh, you, you mentioned NIL. And I always love hearing from former players about the NIL space now, because personally, I think uh, it's long overdue that student athletes are getting compensation for the work that they put in and for the money that they make the universities and the coaches that they play for. Um, But when you've started, now that you're kind of in that space on the other side of things, what has your experience been like with NIL and, and kind of give me your opinion of it overall?
0: Um, I think it's amazing
1: that you know
0: players can actually finally you know benefit um, off you know their worth. Like I mean, that's major. That's awesome. People have been fighting for that for years. So I tell the players that are able to uh, you know capitalize off it now, like you're blessed. You're blessed because you know think about if a Desmond Bain could get IL. I mean, mm. it would have been through. It would have been through the roof. Like so, um, it's just like it's awesome to see it. Um, on my side, I have to talk to a lot of companies and fight for every penny to get deals for players. So that's a cool aspect of it. Like, the fact that I get to talk to, like, CEOs of companies and shoe shoe brands, and I mean, that's awesome to me. Like, I love it. Um, but I definitely feel like a lot of these schools and coaches have to adjust. A lot of people are like, man, NIL, like, it's so different. I'm not used to it. I'm scared. I'm like, But you have to adjust. I mean, it's just a part of it. I mean, I read today... SMU is now giving 36,000 annually to, you know, football and basketball. Like, I mean, it's Texas Tech women's um, women's team is getting 25,000 annually. So it's like, I mean, that's major. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's mm-hmm. major. I, I read up on that as well. So, like, you got to keep that in mind, like, that, that you have to adjust with, with what it is. I mean, this NIL affects recruiting, affects recruiting, you know, I mean, they almost a lot of players almost care about that more than the facilities and you know playing time. I mean, it's just the day and age that we're in. Like it's it's different now, and uh, but it's awesome though. And uh, I I love dealing with the nil space, you know, because it allows us to represent kids earlier, and not just when it's time for them to go pro. So I love it. I love it. I mean, and and it it's able to help change uh, lives of kids and you know their families. Like I mean, it's times where you know. Speaking personally, you know, where I struggled and I could have used it, you know. So it's funny because I always joke with uh, Jamie Dixon, Tony Benford, Bruce R. When I see him, because you know, I see him a lot because I'm always out looking for players and this, that, and the third. And I always tell him, I need my NIL back pay. I need my NIL back pay. <laughs> like, y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all let me hang and I, I still need it. I need it. <laughs> and they just always bust out laughing. So you know, it's just amazing. You know, I'm, I'm happy for the guys. I'm so happy and, um, and ha- happy for everyone that can, you know, benefit off, not just the guys as well, because I got a real good relationship with the women's team and a lot of the other sports at TCU as well. Um, you know, they're all great people. I'll tell you, the community at TCU is just awesome. They are they are all awesome. So I'm actually going to come back uh, to TCU and meet with some people and some alumni, some boosters and different things like that and talk some NIO stuff as well. I want to help. Uh, I want to help TCU out too, as well, with some of my connections that I have, and you know, that's what this is about. You know, you know, mm-hmm. that's what it's about. So I can't wait to do that. Uh, I actually talked to Coach Peebley as well, Reagan Peebley. Shout out to her in the women's team. Uh, they hired Rodney Flip, That was a great hire, by the way. I mean, he's a great guy. He's a great recruiter. Uh, they just got two big time commitments, Victoria Flores and Jay Clark. You know I'm so excited for them I, they're going they're about to turn it around they're about to turn it around and um I'm excited for them, but yeah, so I'm definitely gonna come meet with them and meet with just meet with everybody and you know just help out help out you know
1: you know it seems like t c u has uh this really kind of unique situation where it's a small enough university to where everybody kind of feels that connection with each other feels like they kind of have that that relationship with each other we you know talking to some of the guys on the on the men's team this year um Specifically, Emmanuel Miller. You know, he is uh, similar to you. Transferred in first That's year my on dad. campus. He played hard. That's right? Oh dad. man, broke his nose in the final game. That he's bleeding on the court. That's how hard he was playing. And um, you know, but he mentioned that too. Just that that family style feel, that really kind of close connection that you've got with the whole kind of campus family. Um, do you feel like that is for TCU maybe a, a kind of unique selling point that they can they can talk to to future recruits about?
0: Oh, for sure, most definitely. I mean, a lot of these school, other schools, you know, like bigger campuses, a lot more people. Like it's just a lot going on. It's a lot going on. Um, I mean, there in the, you know, the community in Fort Worth, right there in TCU. I mean, it's it's smaller, so everybody is, you know, right there. It's, it's it's a family feel. Like you know, you get a lot of love. You get a lot of love, and you know, they just support you so much more because you know they feel like they have access to you, which they do. You know, and so that part is is major. I mean, everywhere you go in Fort Worth, I, even when I go back to Fort Worth now, I get so much love. And it's just like, man, I was only there for a year, you know, and they still remember me and, you know, show me love. So it's like, that's major. That's a big selling point to recruits for sure.
1: All right, Edrick, thank you so much for taking the time to come on Talking Frogs podcast, man. I really do appreciate it. And like I said, when you're in Fort Worth, Got to get you by the studio. Come see what we're doing over at Frogs today. It's, it's pretty cool.
0: Okay. Thank you so much for having me, man. You're awesome. Keep killing it. I've been keeping up.
1: Uh, I'm definitely going to get by the studio. Keep doing awesome things. And uh, we'll talk soon, for sure. All right, man. I appreciate it, folks. That's Edric Dennis, Jr., former TCU point guard, current TBT champion with blue collar. U. you guys can follow him on Twitter at ed underscore the show or on Instagram at ed, the shooter underscore, make sure you're on all his socials. Make sure you're following uh, family first sports on Twitter as well, to keep up with everything that that agency is doing in the college space, as well as for the NBA and WNBA uh, shout out again to Edric for coming on the show. And don't forget, you can follow me at frog preacher on Twitter. You can follow the show at frogs today on Twitter, on Instagram, Follow us on the Facebook page and don't forget to subscribe to the website at frogstoday.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Edric, once again. And this is our uh, time where we're just going to turn off the recording because I'm just talking for no reason. Go, Frogs. (laughs) Go, Frogs. Roxo Media House.